0: Welcome to The Wild Show. My name is James Tyler.
1: I'm Sam Paul.
0: And today we have a special guest called Reese.
2: Heyo.
0: <laughs> and uh, we will be asking Reese about why he is here in a bit. Um, but I want to find out from you what you've been doing recently, Sam, since the last podcast. Well,
1: I did go race and... We- was it last week or week before, I can't remember what day it was, but I went racing, no.
0: I think it was last week.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was. My si- yeah, we came, my sister came home with the trophy, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: But my dad didn't, so. Uh,
0: tell your dad to get some grip next time. <laughs> <laughs> that's this weekend. <laughs> that's next week. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, um, recently I have been, um, what have, I, what have I done in the last week? I volunteered at the Torch. Um, I recently, uh, joined a rugby team called the Pembrokeshire Vikings. The Pembrokeshire Vikings are a mixed ability rugby team for people with and without learning well with and without disabilities um and um it's an opportunity for all abilities to be able to play the game in a less, in a less rougher environment they try to make it less rough as possible but you can't always promise there's no rough in a game of rugby <laughs> so in the last week I I was part of Milford Haven Carnival last week um, with the Pembrokeshire Vikings, uh, who I, who who I will talk about after, <laughs> and um, they've got a player called Blevin Gibbs who has just come back from the Special Olympics World Games with four gold medals, and he was the guest of honour, uh, carried in a nice little jeep. Uh, through the carnival parade and I was there helping carrying the Pembrokeshire Vikings flag and since I've come and since people uh, have known they've been a bit like um, oh I don't um, you didn't tell me you were in Milford Carnival this year yeah and I've been helping create Easy Read News uh, which is another part of this project it it, it's underneath this wild show show um umbrella so we're like trying to go from just this podcast to more media work um like and our news is an easier version to understand than the news on tv um uh where we make it more the language more accessible and next week, um, this week, I have been preparing to go to the Pem- um, to Milton Keynes with uh, Barod, who hosts the project. This this project, um, I'm going to the history um, of people with learning disabilities conference, which is a UK-wide conference. Uh, I'm going down on Monday, the conference is Tuesday and Wednesday, so I'll have more news about that in the next podcast, um, and we hope some people may agree to be involved with us. Rhys, what have you been doing this week?
2: Yeah, um, you should introduce me, or let me say who I am. Yeah, my name is Rhys einan um I just came back from a 2 weeks holiday in San Diego. You know basically a fortnight which yeah. is funny um when I told um my brother's friends my I went there to stay with my brother and I told his friends I was staying for a fortnight and his friends were like is fortnight a common thing to say they just it's not very Americans apparently don't use the, the term Fortnite for two weeks. I Most Ameri- I get the impression that um, Fortnite, they think it's associated with the game Fortnite. Yeah. Which well, makes sense. You know, that game is very popular among um, kids and teenagers at the moment. I've never played it. I'm not really into that sort of game. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Spent Fortnite with my brother in San Diego and i've enjoyed every bit of it and i came back flew from san diego and well i flew from heathrow um in late june to san diego and then came back i just came back um tuesday um afternoon
0: and who did you fly there and back with
2: just me first yeah. time I went with myself which is you know um exciting um a little nerve dragging, but um, and you have to remind myself yeah. to stay on. Um, that's all on me to stay on track. Um, you know when to get when to get onto the plane and all that jazz. But yeah, it was worth it.
0: So there you are, listeners. People with learning disabilities can fly abroad on their own if they want to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. One thing.
2: Um, if you're if you're flying on your own for your first time. Don't hesitate to ask for assistance if you're not feeling very confident. Um, the people at the airport will give you, um, will provide you an assistant to help you get through security and stuff, food, and buy other things, whatever you feel you need for your journey. And then they'll make sure to get you to your gate. Um, some of them might not be conversational. They're... Don't be surprised if they don't. They are just doing a job after all. But um, if you're coming back from somewhere like San Diego, um, don't be surprised if the assistance they only provide, if the only assistance they provide is for wheelchair users. But, um, you know, once you've got gone through Heathrow, similar, pre- it's a, the procedure to in an airport is similar procedure, if not the same, coming back, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um. So, do you want to tell us about why your am, new book you here? here? Yeah, <laughs> you said
2: bought earlier. I the proper word is published. Yeah. Back the in March this year, the end of March, I published my first ever novel, The Maldoran Chronicles: The Unbreakable Will. Which is available now on Amazon paperback at the moment, and it's a fantasy um, novel for all you fantasy lovers.
0: So, can you sum up what the story is about without too many spoilers? But well, you can put more spoilers in if you want. But yeah, I'll be mindful of your audience.
2: I'm <laughs> good at tell, talking about my story. I'll be yeah. honest with you, describing it. Yeah. It has a similar structure to that of um, Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings in where that um, there is a ra- a coming evil in the world of Mel- well, the continent of Maldora. And then that um, in the story there are several characters who experience an event. T- that um, conveys that there is something bad happening or something evil that is going to change everything and they f- come together as a fellowship like to counteract this uh, evil force and the unbreakable will is actually it plays a part in it um, do you mind if I read the blurb
0: no it's this will you. help you
2: Maldora A continent of magic and secrets where kingdoms are bound to a single empire. A key for a dark relic has been stolen. An ancient force will will be unleashed on the land. Faith, innocence, revenge, courage, power and redemption. Many walks of life will clash in the Maldoran Empire's capital seeking the greatest weapon ever made, the unbreakable will.
0: Yep. That sounds uh, really good. It's like, um, uh, well, it's like when you're looking to see what's in the. I was expecting like more
2: bit. wow, yeah. like getting goosebumps <laughs> yeah. or something. No, no,
0: no. It, do, it does. It really does sound good. really good.
2: Yeah, so they do come together. You know, for this weapon that will has the power to make and break empires. If I, that's the best way to put it.
0: So the next question. Oh yeah. Then.
2: You're asking too many. Most of the questions are you, James. It's about time Sam has a chance yes, to yes, ask me yes. something. Okay. Number three, Sam.
1: So. What film and books do you enjoy? And did they help you with it? where you write this book and where does it all Welsh comes
2: from? I'm not fussy when it comes to films and books. Um... Films, I can enjoy a bit of everything, including fantasy and sci-fi. And the same with books. The only um, genres I don't indulge in is usually horror. I'm not a big horror fan in either book, in either literature or in um, film. Like most people, I have seen The um, the Lord of the Rings, the the film. I've not seen The Rings of Power, and I don't intend to. Um, because apparently that's, um, apparently Rings of Power is not very good. It's, wouldn't recommend it. And yeah, some of the stuff does help, especially the little rings. But in truth, when I ri- started writing this book, the, the original inspiration behind it was, um, was the story from, uh, from a video game called, uh, Myth the Fallen Lords, which is a game by Bungie, the same company behind Halo. You, yeah. um Myth of the Fallen Lords is about a story about um, a cycle between good and evil. Um, how you know? I try maybe I shouldn't really spoil it. You you have to look for look it up on Google yourself. It's a very old video game, and. Um, yeah, but the storyline, the storyline is told in a journal format and the music in it is... I listened to it a lot, listened to it to a fair bit when writing this story. And it does... It was the first inspiration for for um, for the Maldoran Chronicles. And then yeah. everything else that I've come upon, like... Um, like Game of Thrones and the Lord of the Rings. They all play a, a part in one form or another. As for the Welsh, I believe that you're referring to the places in the world. Maldora is a continent. So to be clear, it's not the world. I Maybe I should come up with a world name at some point. Um, all the Most of the place names are... Um, I made up or used some form of real life to. Some settlements will have inspirations from the names of real life settlements. Um, like, for example, there is a settlement called Oslo, which is basically I just took Oslo and Stockholm and put them together. Some names are just like from name generators. I don't know if that's a guilt um, or if that's a thing to be proud of or not i don't know basically my strategy for um place names is to not have just two english words slapped together like anyone could come up with uh, king's landing or high garden or winterfell they're just too simple or too to me that's just too lazy in my opinion no offense to j r um, to uh, george r. r martin you know he's a good he's right right in his own right even though he's taking like forever to write the final book if you know what i mean and i think that's what what is part responsible for how game of thrones ended up if you know what i mean if you haven't watched the actual show you know and um, where was I? There are some place names that are in Welsh. I have taken um, the time to um, put some Welsh names in it because, I, you know, why not? Um, um, it makes sense because Tolkien was also um, um, inspired by the Welsh language. He, you know, he had quite a fondness for it. And so, you will, if you're a Welsh-speaking person, you will see some place names in one of the maps that you, you know, you will recognise that's in Welsh.
0: Yeah, that's good.
2: So, uh, what's the next?
0: Okay, so it is, what age group is your book aimed at?
2: Young adults. Although I have had some adults tell me that there's some, that they're, Uh, Some of their kids or their their teenage kids have read and are reading my book. You know, maybe I didn't... I haven't quite specified properly. But, you know, anyone reading is better than nothing. There are some curse words in the story, but not too big. Not too many to the point where, you know, it becomes too adult-rated, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, mostly young adults, two adults. Anyone yeah. that's in that in those age bracket onward that likes fantasy.
0: Sam, do you have a question for Reese?
1: Are the
2: characters based
1: on
0: the real people? Look.
2: No. I'm taking it based, are they based on real life people I know?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, um, I don't want to break it to you. There isn't a character that is based off any. well. Maybe one, but not based on anyone in this room. Sorry.
0: No, that's fine. <laughs> there is one. Is, is it somebody? Is there someone I know that is this character? No.
2: No. Sorry. No. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Probably, there is one probably, character.
0: Probably one of his American Most. friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. It would be very hard to fit an American in a fictional fantasy um world, um, you know, since the American yeah. accent I I don't know. I find that, um, of all the accents that would exist and the American accent I feel like wouldn't fit doesn't fit in um in a medieval fantasy setting, if you think about it. Yeah. As it was developed like later on when after like after the colonial era, and Americans achieved independence from the British and French. Yeah. Well, mostly from the British, you know. They, the Americans did purchase some colonies um, from the French and Spanish, or conquered. Um, so, yeah. Um, most of the characters I have are made up from my own in mind. There is one character, one of the antagonists or villains that is actually inspired by, um... Ah, who's the guy who voiced, um... Ah, the... um, Someone from Harry Potter, um... I keep forgetting his name, um... Voldemort? No, 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 no. The one, one of the teachers from, um... Oh, Snape, is it? Yes, Professor Snape. There's one character one of the characters in my story is inspired by uh, Snape. Um, the actor uh, I can't see, I can't see your phone cuz I'm short sighted. Oh, Alan
1: Wickman. No.
2: Alan Wickman. Yeah, when I visualize, when I look at this character writing him, I can visualize him as as Alan Wickman, uh, you know, as Snape, Professor yeah. Snape that's um you know all the other characters are you know everyone else is in um from my own imagination or from my own research or um some fusion um inspire inspirations there is even a a goddess that's mentioned that is based on a god from goddess from appearance wise goddess from one mythology from our world and um Another character from um, pop culture. I think that will. Be, I think I'll leave that to the reader. So my
0: next question is: Your characters have come a long way and joined together at the end of your writing. At Am the I writing of another your book, book? Is so? Um, is there another book on its way?
2: <laughs> yes, I do. I do plan to start the sequel. But however, I do also have plans to start another story as well in a different uh, genre. Um, Something to make note, this first book has taken me roughly 7 to 10 years to write. Um, I started this one when I was very young. Well, somewhere in my 20s. And it, well... It wasn't until I joined the creative writing class at the Bloomfield um, Center in Narbuff, run by a Judith Barrow, a very lovely lady and an expert in all things creative writing. It was through her class that I was able to finish the story, you know. And But then after that, I got kicked. But then after that, I had a falling out. We so went our separate ways. But I, need, I needed an editor to help me fix it. I was originally supposed to have published this book last year. But I, an author, a friend of mine who is an author by the name of Will Macmillan-Jones, I sent a copy to him. Yeah. And he came back with an email telling me of all the flaws in it. So I had to find a new editor. Luckily, he recommended another editor to help me refine the book. And so I spent the rest of last year refining it, and it's and I've it's come out much better. And um, there were some pages where I had to chapters I had to expand upon as a result. Basically, when you focus for so long on one but on one story, on one project for so long, you're bound to suffer from fatigue, yeah. and you just happy to get over the finishing line that you don't know what to do with it do afterwards with it. Yeah. Um so I might work on a different project just to have a break from it and maybe through that project I might learn something else that I can apply back to this one. Yeah. So, you know it's like um, you know, as I said, you know if you're so bogged down with one thing, do something else. Yeah. That's the simplest way um, to put it. But yes, there will be a sequel to the Maldoran Chronicles. I just need time to sit down and think about, think, plan out and write it all out.
0: Yeah. I'm a bit cool. of
2: a part plotter, part uh, panther, so plot plotters are people who plot everything down to the very letter Panthers are people who just write as they go yeah for anyone that's curious as the, the difference there is a hybrid in the middle which is called a planter which is, does both yeah which is a, what a lot of common a lot of people authors are uh, under that particular category so yeah. yeah as I said there will be a sequel I just need time to sit down and think about it and write.
0: Yeah, that's good. We look forward to that one. Sam, do you have another question for Reese?
1: When can people get your your
0: book? Um, Where can people get your book from?
2: At the moment, it is available on paperback on Amazon. I am, however, looking at other sites to um, publish. On Amazon, it's I was nine ninety nine, but I've had to I've changed the price to $11.99 because um, I had an update from KD, Amazon's KDP of changes to the print costs see um, something I've learned is that um, with KDP on paperback or hardcover, it doesn't matter um, you get 60% of royalties 40% goes to Amazon but a portion of your royalties will go to paying to the, for the printing cost which vary which can vary depend on how many pages you've got in the book you've written and what print ink you use and um, so um, yeah so i've had to, i had an update on how on on the changes to the printing cost and requirements, hence why I've had to raise the price a little bit, but it's not too bad. At the moment, I am going to eventually start looking at ebook uh, formatting for it and maybe see about other alternative um, places where I can publish, like um, Lulu, for example. I yeah. Think that's the, I think that's the site. Yeah, if, you know, Um, if you want to learn more information um, I do have a website up where people can learn more about the story Um, my brand name is called Frost Bridge Publishing came up with that myself um, which is inspired by by Bifrost the magical uh, bridge um, from Norse mythology it's the bridge that connects the Great Tree Yggdrasil to all the nine realms in the Norse mythology, including yeah. Asgard, Midgard, Jotunheim, Aspel. Yeah, and all the other realms. I forgot those names I've forgotten. Yeah. Yes, and so, if you, you know, um, the website is called uh, frostbridgepublishing.com.
0: Are you thinking about doing an audiobook?
2: Yeah, I have thought about adapting it. I have had someone else mention about doing an audiobook. book. Um, the question is um, how, how I'm going to go about it. I don't know too much about it. I know that um, it's just like this, you you know, doing recording in a studio like this. Um, yeah, that will, at some point, yes, um, that is probably going to be on my list of things, of formats to go with um maybe one day i might do a comic for it or a graphic novel um or even i will admit uh maybe one day it might get adapted for for the big screen like um i do admit when i was writing this book i did kind of fantasize of what it would look like you know visualizing what it would look like on the screen most of the every scene that's how i write as well yeah So yeah, uh, audiobook. that could, and that's, that will eventually. Uh, I don't know when, but, uh, when I do have an idea of when I'm going to start doing it, I will let you guys know.
0: Okay. Thank you. I just want to ask one more thing that's not on paper. Uh, how many people have shown interest in your book so far since you launched it?
2: A lot of people have shown interest. At the moment, sales have been small. I don't know if I should really admit that, but uh, never mind. Um, I have already sold the book in person. A fair number of books locally. Um, I did a book sale um, back in May um, at Haverhub in Hufferford West. Yeah. Sold about 12 copies. Sold the rest to other people. A lot of people locally, you know, family, friends, even uh, I've had um, people from my football club um, wanting a copy.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's going far and wide. So, Sam, have you been watching any films or playing games or reading books recently?
1: I've been playing games like that on my Switch. i've been playing pokemon
0: yeah
1: and also been playing on my phone as well
0: what is pokemon
1: pokemon is a game yeah
0: how can you not
2: know what pokemon is
0: right this is about people who may not know about this game
2: (laughs) everyone knows what pokemon is even i even everybody including probably except maybe your grandmother like Pokemon is a phenomenon it's a worldwide brand like everyone knows about it um out of curiosity are you playing the video game or just the card games
1: oh both Um, ah
2: I used to play the video game myself and I've had I've played also the card the trading card game myself it's the latter is a little trickier to do because fine well finding people to play a Pokemon trading card game with that's the trick if you know what I mean yeah yeah sorry carry on yeah is there anything else Sam
0: that you want to tell us about Uh,
1: not much but I've been like I've got books myself but I don't I don't read that much but I need to read more
0: and you aged about a week ago didn't you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I don't know. You That's a very
2: polite thing to say no. to a lady.
0: You had you had a birthday last week, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so it's yeah oh, last yeah.
2: week. How with
0: you, How did you feel? Did any did did anyone do anything big for your ber- birthday?
1: Not really, but we just stayed at home. I just like opened all my presents. So yeah, most of my presents like all about Pokemon stuff. So
0: yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, Reese?
2: I'll be honest, for as I've been on holiday, most of, this, most of the last two weeks in San Diego, um, I've been spent mostly exploring um, the city with my brother and working on music with him. Indulging in media things hasn't really been much of a priority. With the exception of uh, f- for the first I've first time I've watched a Studio Ghibli film, or was it Ghibli film? I can't remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> My brother w- and I were at a friend's place for a film night watching uh, Porco Russo. Um, yeah. Brief summary: It's about um, an Italian pilot who is a bounty hunter. Um, living in a time of Depression-era Italy, you know, uh, just as Benito yeah. Mussolini is rising to power, but he's, he's the cash, He is a pig. Well, he's a man that's been cursed and turned into a pig. Yeah. Um, worth watching. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, other media I've been um, consuming, um, I, I do read um, books, um, but I've also been... The current novel i'm w- uh, reading through slowly is um atlantis found it's a, a dirt pit novel by clive Kazler, um which i'm looking at right now i've also began in um looking into indulging into um, manga as well such as um my hero academia volume one by kohai hiro Kohei Hirokoshi, who's um, My Hero Academia is like one of the biggest hero um, uh, franchises out there outside of Marvel and DC, you know, um, and he's about wrapping up on this series. I've got another um, manga that I've been reading um, repeatedly, um, Astra Lost in Space um, by Kenta Shinohara which is like a space drama uh, manga.
0: In the last week, I have been to the torch and seen a couple of films. I've seen the new Spider-Man and I've seen the Flash movie. I think the Spider-Man film is terrible. I preferred it when it was uh, Toby Maguire uh, back in the, ni- in the early 2000s it's like you it they they've used a lot of
2: painted pictures to make a spider-man movie basically it's you, more animated basically i haven't yeah. seen that or the um, other one um which is quite cool you know seeing different variations of spider-man the art style i don't know i wouldn't have a problem with oh no
0: it's just um i think i prefer films to be live action like the Flash was a live action movie, but I wouldn't say it was really about the Flash. It was about the Justice League team cuz Superman and Batman made an appearance,
2: uh-huh. uh, and Wonder <laughs> Woman. Yeah, yeah, um I when I saw the trailer and I thought, yeah, that's felt more like Justice League rather than just about the Flash.
0: Yeah because when when I was watching it I thought to be honest I can't see how this is about the flash because there was just characters all the time and he was saying I'm contacting so and so from the Justice League so I've got a film show Rhys Uh and I do all the new films because I see them in the torch as a volunteer for free for helping out Mm. Um so yeah um and after I've seen a few movies and then we get a week where we don't do a show like this I I I usually come along and talk about some some thoughts and I give a lot more to the films than I've just done now yeah. so I, um... um so if you if you're interested and you want to start going to the cinema more often we could do a film show about all the new films that come out.
2: So, <laughs> does this mean I get free entry to the Torch to um watch whatever films you're going to talk about? <laughs>
0: unfortunately, not. Unfortunately. Yeah, just... Uh, it just might the- not necessarily be the film in the cinema. It might be that you've seen it after the cinema, because I'm not going to talk about it, during- I'm not always gonna talk about it whilst it's just in the cinema. I might do it a bit later and then people might watch the film. Back in back in um April, on the fourteenth of April we did a podcast here. And that's exactly the day that the Titanic sank. So we were talking we were looking at the Titanic film and talk talking about a review of that. Did
2: anyone, <laughs> did any, I take it you all you've heard about the story about the recent news about that. Um sub that went to to explore the titanic and it just yeah imploded or something it you know it just wasn't the sub wasn't designed for going down that, that, deep. F- that deep in the ocean yeah i've seen a fence, some videos about talking about it yeah yeah uh,
0: yeah so i thought because titanic figures talk i thought I've, oh i could uh just share share that we I did only, a,
2: a, I've, I've never actually seen that film i'll be honest uh, i've only no. seen snippets of it
0: yeah well it's a it's a good film to watch and there's there's things you can look at and pick on that weren't done properly <laughs> yeah Fair enough. um yeah okay so i think we're in the sports section now yeah, so um, so I recently I've been a member for a few months now of the Pembrokeshire Vikings, which are a mixed ability rugby team, who um, who give any any ability to take part in the game, mm. and um, they play other good teams. They socialise after games. Um, I'll tell you, it was a bit of fun because I I played for them once in their final game of the season and the two teams had to go to the rugby club to do a man of the match and they do a thing called the dick of the day which <laughs> is... The, <laughs> which... 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 which <laughs> yes... Which: Wow. Uh, 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 which, which is the player the team decides p- played rubbish the most?:
2: So is it, yes. it was more like, is it based more on incompetence, p- incompetent player, or just being a complete asshole?
0: Well, that's what. Because
2: uh, there's a difference between a crap player <laughs> and someone who's just being a complete ass, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, 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 well. It's somebody that did a lot of mistakes or something like that. Uh, so that, more of a that the team that the team probably weren't happy with.
2: <laughs> I would say that would be. I would have changed the title to be like the cock up of the cock up award.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, then they nominated their team captain and their their, their, their n- uh. No, not the... Oh, shit. No, 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 the player of the match. Yeah.
2: Wait, so did the captain... Which title did you get? Did you get the player of the match? No, the player dick? of the
0: match. And both play. We had two... We had one player with man of the match, another player with dick of the day.
2: So who's the... who? who which, got, so, so what the... Who got dick of the day then? Was it the captain? I, no,
0: it was... Um, the person on our side that got it had had to have a drinking competition amongst the dick of the day from the other team. So they had to drink very quickly a, a, a glass of beer. And then
2: just one beer or
0: No, just one, yeah. And then also fun. And then afterwards when we were yeah, so our man of the match received Uh, a hat with the logo of the other rugby team's uh, thing, and everyone was having a laugh over that. Uh. We we gave their man of the match a Pembrokeshire Vikings tie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And then not long after, I went to the bar to try and get a drink, and one of the team people were in front of me from the other team ordering about 40 drinks... Uh, of, of beer, and the, and then I looked at him go over the other side of the room, and he had the whole team in a drinking competition, and then the first one to finish had to drink brandy after that. <laughs> so i would learned how mad uh, people are after a rugby game. <laughs> But I definitely wasn't drinking like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not a big drinker either. I <laughs> no. mean, there's, there's very few alcoholic beverages I will consume. Um, I mean, exception, I pref- give me a cider, like Copperberg, Recorder League, Moot Cider, or Brothers Cider, and I'll be happy. Um,
0: yeah, so... Um... Yeah. So um, our dick, our dick of the day was um, what's he called? Yeah, it it, it was a new it, it was a new player, and they chose him as a joke because it was his first day playing the the game properly, and he decided to go straight for no, he decided to go straight for uh, um, full contact his first ever game after never playing a full contact sport before. <laughs> it wasn't me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> It wasn't. Oh, it so was it somewhat, was Oh, no, I'm no, guessing it was, it was someone you because
2: everyone else is pointing their fingers at you, am I right? <laughs> well, I'm the only one that they can blame, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so you got the dick all no, the day. No, no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so... That's me with a furniture Vikings, yeah. So, any sport things from you, Rhys?
2: Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go to um, Sam first, but okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> leaving the best for last, I suppose. Um, yeah, a sports. I, I'm a member of the Clabby Warriors football team. Origin, originally we were called Clethy Warriors. But because we are now under the umbrella of Clarveston Road Football Club, we had to change our name to coincide with their umbrella. And that included changing our, cut the colour of our shirts and logos as well. We still got our old hoodies and hats and hoodies um, that say Erdai Warriors rather than Clabby. And I've been playing for them since the beginning, which is like... Fifteen years gotta be. I know I remember yeah. you used to play for us. I did play. You didn't last very long because um you know you uh it got too chaotic yeah. for you to the point where you ended Something. up having a fit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all that happened. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. I, I'm amazed that you you don't you don't suffer from any of that whilst playing um rugby, do you? I haven't yet, no.
0: And it's all been some moments since I've been in the team. Um, so when the season gets going, it'll be freezing cold yeah. weather. So I, mm. uh. so I probably might get away with it. Uh, uh, anyway, in this game.
2: <laughs> I, I the club, clubby warriors, um, we're based in Pembrokeshire We do we mostly train at um, Pembroke Ash um, 4G pitch outside the leisure centre, where on the grounds where Pembroke Bush School used to be before it yeah. all got torn down. So we train there every Tuesday. Um, but we do train wh- um, the first and third Sunday of every month at Carverston Road, one of their grass pitches. Um, you know so if anyone is interested, um, you're welcome to check it out. I was away in San Diego when I team played its last tournament.
1: Bit of a pause and then say from I was way in San
2: Diego, that would be great. Sorry, say again, just a little pause and then start from Irish yeah. Way in San I Diego. was, um, during my f- two weeks, um, in San Diego, my the Carby Warriors played its final tournament at Herons Bridge, and um, to my surprise, they done really well without me. which is astonishing the last couple of tournaments since the year started haven't really we didn't do so very well um, I don't know how or why but uh, I'm just happy that my team actually got a, won the Premiership Cup um, for once and um, I will be honest maybe it's time for me to hang the hat because I've been doing it for such a long time and I've had highs and lows and, and
0: concentrate on your second book. Yeah, my yeah. second book, <laughs> yes, and other projects.
2: Um, other sports, I, um, I do boxing now. I started for a year now, like, it's got to be more than that. Um, I remember meeting this coach named Chris McEwen at a sport fair in um, a sculpted manner and once in a time just when um covert was or the lockdowns were starting to um decline in you know when people were more willing to get out more you know there was less restrictions and yeah. i met him he was impressed with my punching abilities because um, a few years ago, I used to do karate, so I had an idea or the experience for how to throw a punch. You know, the difference between karate and um, boxing is, you know, boxing. Uh, karate, you take, you do hand out in front, one tucks underneath your um, uh, by your side, and you you punch, you twist. Yeah. So it's for that maximum damage, whereas boxing, it's you both your hand hands are close to your face, to guard your face as well, especially when you're wearing gloves. Um, that I learned later on when I started joining, and Chris is a very lovely person, very friendly, a great teacher. He used to serve in the Royal Marines, and. I've learned quite a bit from him. I he, he's taught me how to you know to box, and he's one of those people you can go to for any problems, and he took me. We for the, before I went on holiday to San Diego, we he um, he let me get in the ring with um, for the first time do actual sparring because prior to that. We did do sparring, but it was all in attire like. You had a tire between two people, one foot each um, in the tire, and you would box close quarters. This yeah. time, for the first time, it was in the proper ring, the proper thing, because Chris knew, to me, that's what I like. This was my treat. Um, most people do boxing for the exercise or for getting out. I, one of those people that's in it for the thrill of the fight yeah. and, you know, and because I, I get fussy about, um, when people don't do the technique properly as well. And so we're sparring in the ring, me, three other guys against him, 20 seconds per round each. So one person boxes with him for 20 seconds. Then back out, another one goes in. I think it was about four rounds each. And I was going, first two rounds, I wanted to be, you know, was making the most of it just went all out, guns blazing. Um, as Chris would describe it, bang, bang. <laughs> and by the last round, I let my guard down because I was fatigued and that gave him the opportunity to get me in the nose twice. Like, it wasn't hard, like, hard to the point where you break my nose. just right on the tip of the nose. And I still remember it. It taught me that the lesson I learned was that I need to pace myself more. I need to not be always on the attack. You know, keep the heavier, harder strikes for later he's probably going to remind me um, when I go back um, boxing next week anyway but it is an interesting lesson and I do practice at home whenever I can I've got a punching bag but it's, it's not the same as being with an actual training with an actual human being you know Yeah. when we box in the, in the sparring tyres we don't we only we don't go for the face or anywhere below the belt line um so it's just the shoulders the chest and sides those are the only bits we target when we're doing um tire um sparring and yeah. chris let's be play you know i've come up with a lot of playlists for it anyway well, let's go back to the sport sorry um first sam I've, I'm have
0: i done. Okay. Any sports, Sam?
1: Well, I haven't done any sports for a while. I look, but I have been doing like stuff with my family, with the racing stuff. For, yeah? Like, helping out.
0: Do you want to tell us anyf- anything talented about your family with racing?
1: Well, it's only my sister and my dad. They both race, so... Yeah? I used to sit in the racing car. That was a while ago, but...
2: Yeah. Um, so... What kind of uh, racing?
1: It's autogross. So.
2: Autogross?
1: Yeah, that's what they named it now for.
2: I think when my mother's parents used to do racing, it was called jalopy racing. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called, jalopy racing. is like makeshift cars driving in a field yeah that's yeah, getting that's what they bashed call, everywhere yeah, they bits, called it auto- flying everywhere
1: yeah like, like they do like they named it No, now for...
2: I used to prefer jalopy I used to still prefer jalopy racing I don't know why It's was just brought up on it
0: um yeah so um yeah what 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 happened in the last race for your sister then well
1: I think it was last weekend my sister came back with the trophy yeah.
0: yeah cool that's good yeah um okay so was there something about music you said you yeah, wanted?
2: yeah i considering that we were talking about media and stuff i do remember in your last podcast you did talk a bit you and Dash and Sam talked a bit about music, about what music they liked. Yeah. Oh, not well. I don't know if you want to ask a question of what music I'm into.
0: Yeah. Okay. But I, I think uh, I heard a lot of it in the lockdown. But yeah, share what your favorite kind of music is, then. Reese.
2: Well, I am <laughs> wearing a shirt that does um, convey the genre I am into at the moment. Yeah. Can you read it?
0: for wave.
2: <laughs> synth wave. <laughs> yeah. Wow! I, 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 don't know. Is the font not correct, or can't you read?
0: I'm. It's because it's all swirly writing. That's why I haven't.
2: That's the style, man. The font <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the, the, for the genre. You know, it's probably can't read. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Basically, Synthwave is an electronic music genre. Genre, electronic music. Yeah, electronic music inspired by the sounds and everything else that come from the 1980s. So if you're into stuff like Aha, Duran Duran, The Human League, yeah, Synthwave will probably be uh, for you. um, Very as namesake synth heavy, but you do some artists will implement other instruments into it, like lead guitars like that Van Halen style lead guitar I'm talking about, or saxophones, or oh, there are some good tracks with love beautiful me- saxophone melodies
0: oh, I love the saxophone,
2: very sexy, yeah <laughs> and what I love about Sting is it can be, unlike dubstep and drum and bass, it's, there's no fixed tempo or pacing. It can be fast, it can be slow, it can be soft and chill, it can be tense, it can be romantic, it can be uh, horror, it can be fun. One track will make you feel like you're in, an ac- in a car chase, in an action movie that will make you feel like this is the sort of thing you will do chilling out whilst on a beach or next thing you know something you would associate with floating in space and um yeah. as all there's lots of different um artists i will i could recommend and um, depending on what you are um, feeling like um but i'll throw some out anyway like uh the midnight gunship wolf and raven uh Neon Capital Kavinsky Laserhawk. Once you start listening to one artist in this genre, you are literally opening up Pandora's box. It may not be the most popular genre out there, but for me, this is the genre that I feel finally feel at home with. Yeah. That's good. Um so yeah, um, yeah. that's it for me.
0: Okay, what's your favourite kind of music,
2: Sam?
1: Oh, I got loads, so. but I have got a favourite one from the Jonas Brothers, cause they're not. they're not long.
2: Is it that song, the Jonas Brothers, you said? Yeah. Is it that Don't Marry Her Have Me? No, 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 someone else, uh, sorry.
1: I'm trying to think what the song is, but it's not long come out. To the, one of the latest songs they don't
2: know. i'm not familiar with the jonas brothers i'll be honest no
0: i'm
2: not i'm trying to think of the
1: name of the song but it's on my phone actually i can't remember what it's called but i mean like pop music like boy bands and all that stuff i mean yeah too, but
2: Well, I, I'll, James, I'll so. share what my fake music are um, leave before you love me
1: yeah it might be that one no.
2: I'm just looking on Spotify because that's like the number one track at the moment um, although the latest release um, is um, the album which is a very lazy way to name an album if you really <laughs> think about it <laughs> <laughs> uh, on their, this album, the album is apparently Waffle House. Is that yeah,
1: it, it might be that one. No.
2: <laughs> the but, Waffle House. Yeah. Waffle House, I mean, actually. Uh, <laughs> Any other songs?
1: Well, I'm, in, I'm into my bo- uh, like boy bands and groups like that. So. Yeah. So
2: Westlife. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I like all them. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, what's that Went one? Ain't ra- nothing, I want the... Um, tell me why. Ain't nothing. You don't want a copyright strike. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm scared of to the good bit, you know, like... I want <laughs> it that <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's been recorded, better be deleted. Come on, one
1: line right? isn't gonna kill you. We have play royalties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So I like big singers like probably from eighties, nineties, seventies and sixties. <laughs> so I like bands like uh U V forty. I like Meatloaf, who died a few years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah. (laughs) And um, and, um, I like um, Boyzone. I like Stereophonics, all that kind of stuff.
2: So it sounds to me more like you're into a bit of everything.
0: Yes, I am into a bit of everything. I am too. But when you get when you get to the twenty tens uh, I'm not really big on today's music mm. S- eight, 60, 60s all the way to the nineties is my favourite kind of music
2: yeah I have to admit there, aren't, uh, there are very few songs I can associate that are from this era um this era right now you know yeah other than from the sin five stuff um which I think you'll like although you know. Most of the Five is, you you can get songs that don't have vocals in it, but they're still pretty good, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's these people that support people like Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran. I just can't stand these people that support them.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all right, some of them. Ed Sheeran, I did like his song um, for The Hobbit, I See Fire. Um, but then I don't listen to him too often no I think he he had a he went to, he's been in the court a couple of times I'm sure of over, over one or two of his tracks yeah you know which is one of those pet fears I would have if I was writing music you know worrying that someone will come along and be like oi you just you, your song sounds like it's an imitation of mine
0: <laughs>
2: you know yeah. But then again, in this day and age, every song you can think of will probably remind you of something else that has come before something similar at the time. Like I remember writing my first song, you know, it was inspired by, um, times like these by the Foo Fighters and then, a fr- but then, uh, another friend, a friend of mine said it reminded him of, um, Silver Machine by Hawkwind. Yeah. Which I can I see understand where he was coming from when I look back on it. Yeah. I don't, if you want to know, you don't want to know what songs I've written in the past. You, you know, yeah. I'm a bit embarrassed by them.
0: <laughs> Producer, is there any songs that you like to share with us? I, I, I go along on the um, synthwave eighty stuff. I grew up on
1: Depeche Mode and Kraftwerk, and that, that was my genre.
2: But I'm going to cut me out. I'm not part of it. No. Oh, of this. come on.
0: Max keeps himself in the Yeah, he, he the didn't... He didn't
2: uh, <laughs> Max didn't stop... Uh... Max has got a massive ego.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm surprised and you haven't made him so a member somebody. of this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, okay, then. So I think that is the end of the show now. So... A big thank you to you, Reese, for coming in. We'll see you in seven years' time when you bring your next new sequel book out <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh-huh. very funny I hopefully the next book will won't take seven years no. to write, <laughs> let alone publish uh, yeah. i've <laughs> got I've gotten a bit wiser since writing you know since I started yeah. writing, so yeah. Um, hopefully it won't take that long Um, if you want to learn more about what went into the first book the Maldoran Chronicles the Unbreakable Will just go check out um, frostbridgepublishing.com that's my brand publishing brand and that's where you'll learn more about everything from where I'm going to have this book available all the news I do also quotes um, on there once a month I, at the moment I'm using um, a quote I like quotes from famous people at the moment my favourite quote is um, I will find a way or make one by Hannibal Barker um, yeah. the famous general and statesman of Carthage Yeah. if you're anyone who doesn't know ancient history he's the guy who took something 20,000 or more men Carthaginian soldiers and mercenaries and elephants over the Alps into Italy, smash the Romans, battle after battle. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest generals of all time. Um, If you're into military history, there's not a military tactician who hasn't studied Hannibal Barca.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll be changing my quote soon um, to someone else. Um, Maybe not a general. or Well, we'll see.
0: Yeah, uh, I got I I I've I got a quote for you from a very good film that I like, yeah. Life Finds a Way. That's a ref that that's a quote from Jurassic Park Two.
2: Yeah <laughs> okay. I need to look that up, yeah. I'll be honest I don't wa- I've I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. But yeah, I I need to get back into watching more films, I'll be honest. Especially Studio Ghibli
0: yeah okay thank you reese for coming in decrycer we'll see you again soon uh goodbye from me james tyler
1: and a goodbye from sam
2: okay and from me reese signing. hoyle